0: Welcome to The Dead Format, episode 50. My name is Ian McEwen, and I'm joined tonight by my co-owner, Thomas Smiley, and we're here to talk about legacy.
1: Now, I don't know anything about this co-ownership. If I was a co-owner of anything, we'd have a (laughs) t-shirt.
0: Yeah, I don't know anything about that, but I was just thinking if the NBA is not going to call the team owners owners anymore, you know, maybe we can be podcast owners at least.
1: Oh, I didn't. I didn't know that. Was that something that came out today?
0: I guess I just heard about it on the radio on the way home. But I'm not sure what they're going to be called in lieu of of owners. But uh, I guess the Golden State guy like pushed Kyle Lowry, so now there's like this whole debate. I I didn't I, I don't I know, didn't know
1: that. It. Yeah, I didn't know.
0: Yeah. Did you? Uh, were you able to watch the Bruins this week?
1: No, we recorded, and I had class. Basically I don't get to do anything anymore. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> yeah, dude, so, apparently not. Yep. Yeah, I uh
0: nope, I didn't. They're going to game seven, man. I
1: know. It's
0: fucking intense. I, I knew that.
1: I didn't get to watch any of it. It's not been- that I would have like been super into it anyway. Last time the Bruins won the cup, I watched a couple of playoff games, but I'm not I'm not a huge hockey fan.
0: It's been an amazing series, man. There's there's nothing left to be desired. Tuka Rask played out of his mind. If Rask was on the Blues, they would have won this series in five, for sure. But it, it's just, just been awesome. And uh, you see the the street sweeper that our friend Josh
1: Pirschbacker sent us? I did not. Was that in Discord? No,
0: it was on Twitter. I haven't been in Discord in like a week, so.
1: Yeah, because everybody's tagging you about the t-shirts. Yeah, exactly.
0: Bro, I... uh. I went into our Discord to, to post that I was going to see Mastodon because Mastodon was uh, I went on Thursday night and the show was awesome, but I, my friend, Josh, that I went with brought uh, one of those pens in, like a vape pen. And I was like, yeah, what the hell, I'll try this out, right? I only made it through the first three songs of Coheed and then I puked all over the neighbors and had to run away from security and left the show.
1: Jesus. Yeah, dude,
0: it was like the most disappointing amateur hour performance of my life. I just had two narrogances. Like tall boys, but you know.
1: You're an adult. You can't you can't do things like that anymore.
0: Bro, I was like a fifteen year old girl. Uh, I was hundred percent just running for that exit. And uh yeah, it was it was still like light out.
1: It was brutal. Well, I don't know what to say about that. I feel like <laughs> I
0: wasn't planning on saying that on the cast either. Yeah, I, know. I
1: feel like most of the most of the stuff that's like of that level we cut just because of pure embarrassment. Like you have a reputation to uphold.
0: Yeah, maybe we could just bleep that out or something.
1: Yeah, I'll definitely do that.
0: Nice. So oh yeah, you need to do that anyway, So this week I we ended up going on vacation to uh somewhere it was in Massachusetts technically but it was like way left and uh, up of here, uh, west, north, northwest of here. Uh, it was like a lake house. It was pretty sweet, but I was there for, I mean, I just got back this morning. So we were there for like three and a half days. And it was it was awesome to be up there, but I didn't have good internet, so I wasn't able to play the challenge this week, unfortunately. I was able to uh, to get some golf in. And I did actually stop at game I for the pre-release, but it was such a nice day, I just I didn't stay to play any matches. So, did you get a chance to
1: play any Horizons, or? I didn't. I, <laughs> yeah, I had so much stuff that was going on. I was home with my kid on Saturday while my wife brought a group of students into Boston for the march that was happening there over the weekend. I spent 10 hours doing math problems on Sunday, and I just got out of class, so. This is my Sweet. life. Yeah, i mean, young. Yeah.
0: How much longer do you have?
1: August 17th. So basically, this this compacted semester is over at the end of June, and then right after 4th of July, the week after it starts back up again. So I'll be halfway done at the end of the summer, and then it relaxes for the school year. Gotcha. So there's that.
0: Nice. What day is school end for you? Uh,
1: the 18th. So we're almost on. It's finals now. Oh nice. So we are we are almost there.
0: Cool man. So SCG Con this weekend. Our buddy Rich Spoonholes got ninth in the vintage. I don't know if you saw that.
1: I did. I saw it in the Discord. That's a great finish. It sucks that he finished ninth on Breakers. But going into any event like that, if you end up with a finish like that, generally generally things still went pretty well for you, even if you got bubbled out of top eight. So, congratulations to him, getting to play a great format and almost getting there.
0: Yeah, honestly, I wish I'd taken like a, a deeper look at the vintage deck list because I wouldn't mind to to discuss what's going on in vintage right now. I don't know how you feel about that.
1: I I'm out of touch with vintage. Okay, I'm like I've sort of permanently distanced myself from thinking about it and looking at it because I I gave up my access to the format.
0: Yeah. Maybe we could put that on the shelf for a later episode, have our buddy uh, Dr. Rich Shea come back on or something. That would be great. So, yeah, the uh, we got the legacy results from SUGCon, which were interesting, but it's sort of awkward, right? Because we got the legacy results from SUGCon, which was during the Horizons pre release, but no Horizons cards were allowed, obviously, because it's paper. The release is until Friday. And we had the league, the deck dump from the league that kind of came out on Saturday morning. But sometimes when they do these updates, they it seems like they stop the league at at before the new format comes online. So I I suspect that these deck lists that we have were cut off on Thursday because there's no War of the spark cards in that either. But the challenge that has I'm sorry, Modern Horizon cards in it.
1: Yeah, I mean, the challenge, the challenge has quite a few. Quite a few.
0: Honestly, it's got it's got a lot in terms of raw numbers, but I think fewer cards than we might have expected to see. And we can get to the specifics later. But uh, there was only one of the Canopy Lands, uh, like a one-of in one of the decks, that Had the Black-Green land, And I was kind of surprised not to see more of those. But we can get to that later.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's just... it's It's tough to be a non-fetchable land in a compact legacy mana base, especially when people are going to be trying to include more basics to take advantage of the new fetch land. So while obviously they're playable, just a dual land with upside that can't be fetched, it's kind of a tough include.
0: It is, definitely. I was expecting it to be pretty free, though, in the... Uh, the We didn't talk about this last week. Uh, I, I think I forgot it, but... Uh, like There's just the straight black-green depths list, which we did actually see a lot of in the challenge. But I'm surprised that they wouldn't have tried to incorporate that card.
1: It also might have been a card availability thing. Like, That's true, yeah. The set was out for less than a week online. The cards just might not have been in the hands of players.
0: Yeah, I know when I was looking, Ren and Six was like $40 each. So I'm not sure what the lands were going for, but I'm sure they were probably at some inflated price at that point in time, too. And with the rental services... Like, we have. I'm not sure what their availability was either.
1: Yeah, I, I have not I have not checked. So,
0: yeah, I didn't get to play in the, the pre-release, but I did uh, draft Horizons once online and just got absolutely slaughtered. I'm not really sure what I think about the format, but obviously I love the, the card, so I think I'm just going to buy some singles. TCG's player is having like a 8% off sale right now. So, I was just looking for some negations at $21. I might just snap those off.
1: Very nice. Everybody who I've talked to, my upstairs neighbor Jeremy, Steven, and my friend Greg have all had glowing things to say about playing this new set. Playing so, it really? Yeah, uh, playing limited. So I I'm I'm pumped to try to find some time to squeeze in some drafts.
0: Yeah, man. I, I could have maybe I just got train wrecked because I hadn't read the cards in advance, and there was a lot of keywords, man. Like and on Moto, it wasn't like parenthetical explanations so i to, like remember stuff like outlast on the fly and i was really struggling to make like picks when there were a lot of a lot of commons in the back
1: yeah it's tough when you went through the entire set card by card the week before
0: bro i never looked at a single common, and i think it shows in our set review man how how, how we disrespected the commons.
1: yeah we talked we talked about a few we got the pump spell we got the disenchant true that, true. yeah we, we, got, we got the good
0: ones. So, yeah, I think uh, I think that about does it for the intro section of our, our podcast. So, you want to get on to the uh, Legacy Challenge
1: now? Yeah, let's hop into it.
0: So, the winner of the challenge this week, our former guest Julian Knob with Elves. Uh, it's pretty sweet. But second place, we had Achilles with Maverick. And this was the first occurrence of a new card. We had uh, collector oof show up.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is exactly the type of deck that we thought that we'd see it in. Yeah, uh, green sun zenith package. It's standard maverick, and
0: one of in the sideboard. I should I should mention, I guess.
1: Yeah, and there's a Vivian in the sideboard as well.
0: Yeah, that Vivian. Have you had a chance to play with that card
1: yet? Play. I haven't. I wait. I haven't in constructed. I've only had a chance to play it in limited and. I I don't know yet about that card. You know what I'm saying?
0: It's popped up a lot now. I've seen it probably, this is at least the third or fourth time I've seen it in a list. I think it's usually Maverick, but I, I really did not expect that to be a constructed card. And I guess I would have to see how it plays. Because giving your creature spells flashes can be big game, but it's just so awkward how it's just tick down, tick down dead, you know?
1: Yeah, but I mean, you could say the same thing about narset right well narset doesn't
0: kill itself you can you can use it twice right this one once you use it the second time you don't have the flash anymore
1: right but narset doesn't have a plus right
0: yeah so i don't know like you try to think about like what the post board games look like with maverick whether you're trying to slow down yeah i'm sure it's probably good in especially matchups like miracles which are probably the the matchups you're most worried about playing Maverick, so I can see how it gets gets in the list.
1: Yeah, it's it's strange to have Vivian over maybe a second copy of Sylvan Library. Yeah. I feel like they accomplish very similar things, and obviously redundant Sylvan Libraries aren't as effective as a Sylvan and a Vivian, but they they I feel like they kind of play the same role.
0: Dude, and clearing Library is pretty nice too. So it's probably. Even better than the second library for that reason. When you have it in library, it's probably just disgusting.
1: Yeah, Maverick. Maverick is one of the better decks at, at getting a reshuffle as well. So yeah, yeah,
0: cool. So third place, Daryl Ayers with the two Tomic, Death and Taxes list that we've been seeing around for quite a while. No, yeah, new, it's no new cards though.
1: It's it's really weird that you see the drop down to three Flicker Wisp. And up to three Sanctum Prelate. Usually Sanctum Prelate is a one of, usually with the tutor package, maybe a two of, but going right to just playing straight up three of them.
0: I didn't actually notice that. What do you think that that's in response to? Because there wasn't really a lot of combo in this in this metagame
1: right now. I I don't know. Maybe Daryl was just playing a ton of lands online and kept on getting locked out by yep. Sanctum Prelate and Mom with his punishing fires and decided, fuck it, I'm just gonna play Death and Taxes with three Sanctum Prelate. That's pretty legitimate, man.
0: I think that that's a that's a good call. It might be the best like Ren and Six card.
1: Yeah, I I I actually I have no idea why that that change got made, but the the Tomic I don't know if that has become stock, but I think I've seen more lists with it than without it since the card's been printed.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's probably like sixty-five percent. I would say around two Tomic and the rest are on none. But it, it seems like it's carrying its weight for now, and especially if if the prelates really do uh, point to an aversion to playing against loam decks like lands, then Tomic makes even more sense, right? Yeah. And Daryl uh really skilled, I think I've said this before, but a really skilled Death and Taxes pilot. Uh, some of the only losses I remember taking with Blade against Death and Taxes were to Daryl online. So
1: Yeah, I, he's, I all he's very good. Yeah. Lands, Rug Delver, Death and Taxes, he he definitely knows how to play.
0: So yeah, fourth place. This is this is where we start to get spicy, man. Fourth place, Barra. Do you see this list yet?
1: Yeah. Do, do I have to be wrong about Yagmoth? Or can we just call this an abomination and pretend that Yodmoth isn't playable? I
0: tried to give you a quarter point for Yodmoth and you didn't want it.
1: I didn't. Like, I didn't didn't want to make this argument. (laughs) (laughs) But it's Nick Fit, right? So it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, it is Nick Fit. And they were calling this, for what it's worth, uh, like Mav Fit. I heard a few people calling it because it's, you know, like we were talking about on a previous episode it's really not climbing the curve. Like most of the CMCs are twos and threes, you know?
1: Yeah, and it it has a very similar creature base to what, or not really a creature base, but it shares a lot of the utility creatures that Maverick has. Just seeing seeing one Knight of the Reliquary and two Rs off Pontiff, <laughs> scare, just, I don't know, makes me cringe a little bit.
0: Yeah, that one that the query did bother me too. I would want to have two, just just on principle. I think, just so like when one of them gets plowed, you know.
1: But this is your type of deck, right? One lingering souls. Yeah, almost everything is a one or a two of three swords to plowshares. When I see three swords to plowshares in a deck list, I think of you.
0: <laughs> my my work here is done. Yeah. So. This, there's also the one-of Nurturing Piatland, which is uh, the black-green canopy, and Cabal Therapist as well.
1: Yeah, I'm... I, I was kind of thrown off by actually seeing Cabal Therapist in this list, but again, it's a one-of, so they were... Bara probably was just sort of scoping out to see how that card played out. I... I'm still I'm still not sold on it. But I mean I was this is unsold- the spot
0: w- when this card first got spoiled though, we were like, Well, you know, we were we were discussing what were playables and I was like, Well, you know, you could play a cabal therapist and Nick Fit and we agreed on that, you know, like it, it would fit in there, right? This is kind of where we expected to see it if we saw it at all.
1: Yeah, paired with Veteran Explorer obviously has has quite a bit of synergy.
0: Yeah. But you know, it's sort of like a, a fifth copy of Cabal Therapy that, granted, is not as good as Cabal Therapy, but it's also just another Sack Outlet. Because this deck really doesn't have a ton of Sack Outlets, you know, for what it's trying to do. It's true. How many are in this deck, honestly? You got one Phyrexian Tower and one Pernicious Deed. So this is on one Pernicious Deed, too. Jeez. So, really... So,
1: I think think you have... You have... Ah... You have the three Yawgmoth,
0: yeah, and the, which, the four Cabal Therapy. So that's it, that's yeah. it right
1: Right, uh, yeah. This this deck is really leaning off Yawgmoth to try to trigger your sacrifice. Your sacrifices.
0: Is that a Creed song?
1: I was, I just started singing. I was, our arms wide open in my head. My My Sacrifice is a Creed song.
0: There we go. Yep. I knew I knew some was sounding a little Scott Stab about you for a second.
1: Oh, absolutely. My arms were spread out. I was standing on the cliff. There's a cross in the background. My hair was blowing in the breeze. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a sad day of loss, bro. So it is.
1: It's gonna be gonna be just like June twelfth, when you get the message that you are moving to Salt Lake City, Utah.
0: Bro, that's not thank God that's not actually on the list. But tomorrow, actually at, at noon, is when we find out if she placed, and then the next day at noon is when we find out where. So yeah, it's so coming up
1: when when this cast comes out the day the day after. Most people listen to this on Wednesday, they will know if you're a member of our Discord. Yep. Patreon slash the dead format. Where Ian is going to end up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It's uh, it's big, man. That's so,
1: crazy that your whole life hinges around this decision that somebody else is making.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about it.
1: All right. Back back to the challenge.
0: Fit, so fifth place, man. This is where we start to get crazy. This is something I had not considered at all. This is the four-color pile post-Deathright Shaman deck that you were kind of fond of for a little bit. That kind of has a rough mana base, right? I mean, it's you're not you're not fitting many basics into this deck, right? This deck is a typical, you know, four strix, three snapcaster, grixis control, splashing for abrupt decay. But then they've incorporated two copies of Renin six into this deck. What do you think about that?
1: Well, I mean, the grixis control deck has quite a few proactive turn one plays, like there's five discard in it. It's got a couple of one casting cost removal spells. And if you can play a discard or remove your opponent's creature and follow it up with a Renin Six in this value deck, like it's just grinding more and more advantage. And I think the swap that Svaka made was dropping him and adding Renin Six. Oh, like yeah. it seems like that's the well, transition that got made
0: there's still two hymns i guess so so it's like splitting
1: yeah and i'm not sure i'm not sure what else got cut but we we have a five four stack along with splashing green for ren and six and honestly the splash you get sylvan library on the sideboard you get Tarmogoyf to sort of like try to solidify your combo matchups but you're not worried about your green source getting wastelanded when you're running out of renin six because if it does, you're just picking it back up. Exactly. Yep. And if your renin six gets countered and then you get wasted off of your green, then it's unlikely that you had the second copy anyway. And they're just cutting you off of a very minor splash color that, uh, only affects a few cards.
0: Yeah. It is pretty sweet, man, to be able to rebuy all that stuff. And you know, Fix yourself, thin out your deck, and improve your matchup against Wasteland. And also have the backdoor Wastelock someone. But it it has a weakness to two cards. Typically why you wouldn't have seen this list like two weeks ago is the weakness to Fact Basics and Blood Moon, right? But that's something that we didn't see and perhaps this person called accurately for this week.
1: Or they just realized that they had three Force of Will and two Force of Negation
0: yeah bro how how wild is that that we already see this happening the the thing that we talked about would never happen the uh force of negation before the fourth force of well
1: yeah, it definitely just happened right here
0: <laughs> the very first force of negation list
1: we see so i guess the the idea is this this deck is is going to the late game quite a bit like everything is just grindy to get there and it's just it's better to hardcast than force of will obviously. So I can understand the split.
0: Yeah, and it dissolves. You know, if people were expecting to see stuff like lands, that's really valuable.
1: Right, and like you're—I ne- shouldn't say never, but it's very rare that you're using Force of Will to protect your own spell in this deck. Yeah, it's usually just to to stop your opponent's degeneracy.
0: I'm kind of surprised that they didn't get greedy and try to go for the uh, the Punishing Grove in here too.
1: Yeah, or sorry. Yeah, or splash a little bit of white for like two lingering souls and three sorts to plowshares.
0: Okay, now you're speaking my language. I like That's, that.
1: That's I, I knew. I knew exactly what to say.
0: Beautiful. So uh, sixth place, we had like a more traditional, like a. Krixis Control deck, where the only red card is really uh, Kologon Command and a couple bolts. This is uh, Layward playing this deck, and no new cards. This is just like a, what, you, what you'd what you expect to play against, like the three Narset Krixis Control deck right now.
1: Yeah, the only thing that's kind of fancy is the Angrath's Rampage in the sideboard, but everything else you would expect to see.
0: I just think that card is correct now. After just playing a couple leagues uh, in this new meta... Like the planeswalkers are so important to me because you have like a dedicated answer to that sort of thing. So good.
1: Yeah, and having it having it just straight up cost two that is actually easier to cast than a double colored spell.
0: Yeah, and, and shatter a uh, chalice too. Yep. It's pretty sweet. And I, I just think it's correct at this point. It's versatile enough, you know. It sucks that it's a sorcery, but it, it's it fits this meta correctly, I think.
1: So, in 7th place, I'm wrong again. Bing Dujan? Yeah, just Dreadhorde everywhere. Oh, yeah. Less less this week than last week.
0: Oh, wait, dude. We forgot to mention our boy uh, Robert Wilson. uh, Blackjack, phenom Robert Wilson. uh, Top-aided the Legacy SCG uh, for power thing.
1: Playing playing Dreadhorde. I was going to talk about that later when we got to the SCG stuff, but... Did you, have you met him?
0: Uh, supposedly, I mean, I've been told I've met him, yeah. He's a good guy. The only thing that I remember, I think he's very thin, is that
1: true? I, I don't, like, very, when I, when I think very thin, I think of, like, Lifetime movie, middle school health class thin. (laughs) So, no, I would not say that he's very thin, he's not, he's not, like, a dainty person. Okay. I, he's I might he's be he of the wrong guy. he is not fat. But that doesn't necessarily correspond with being thin.
0: Okay, I'm probably thinking of the wrong dude then. Were we playing uh blackjack with more than two people?
1: Yes. Okay, yeah. I might have
0: thought it was the wrong dude. Okay. So, yeah, this is uh, this is like where we are, I guess, you know. This is kind of blue red delver because it, it, the only black cards are the discard spells and Gurmag. So it's, it's kind of like the blue-red Delver shell, but with those more powerful black cards, right? But not having to reach into black for any of the card advantage stuff.
1: Yeah, I feel like this is very similar to what the regular Grixis decks had been doing before. Yeah, like you looked at, like, post- deathright shaman error grixis delver it was just discarding germag right
0: yeah but it's like heavier on the discard and less on the on the uh, soft permission because there's there's no snares there's just two spell pierces right because that stuff doesn't synergize with the arcanist the way that it does with like a dark confidant for example true so it's, it's more like a proactive tap out grixis delver it's, it's like the mid-range version of the blue red deck you know
1: yep i understand
0: it's interesting and it did really well, spoiler, at the challenge, obviously. So, Or the SCG comp. So so yeah, 8th place. Uh, Frantic paths with lands with one Renin-6 and one Blast Zone.
1: You've got to try it out. So yeah. I think when people saw Renin-6, they were like, alright, well, lands gets another tool. And it would be interesting to see how that went. We also see Force of Vigor in the sideboard.
0: Oh yeah, Force of Vigor. There you go.
1: Where we called it that free free spells can see sideboard slipouts in legacy if they're relevant.
0: Do you think I wonder how that changes So like the, the Blood Moon matchup was notoriously bad for this deck, right? Right. I wonder I wonder if this is enough to, to steal games for them, you know? It's gotta well, be, I guess.
1: I think the play patterns against Blood Moon with lands, a lot of the times you get the, all right, your opponent plays a Blood Moon, and you get to develop and play your Dark Depths and have it combo with itself when you remove the Blood Moon. Yeah, exactly. So having having lines where you don't need to find your basic forest and cast Krosan Grip, where you can just, like naturally play your dark depths and then on the next turn force of vigor the blood moon and just wreck your opponent probably happen much more often
0: that's a good point yeah so we're through the top eight right now and what we've got are five non-blue decks two three blue decks and zero card decks so this is just one one small event right this is a 105 person challenge you know, not not saying that this is reflective of the metagame overall, this is just one event, but this is what did 6-1 or better. So, it's interesting, man.
1: Yeah, and I I don't know how much Karn there was overall. Like, obviously, we keep on scrolling to, through the, the top 32, and the, we see three, three Karn decks. But, again, a new set came out People are trying to play with the new toys, and Karn, Karn Dex didn't really get a ton from Modern Horizons, right? I can't really
0: think of anything. It, you know, unless they were they were trying to do something with Thought 9 and, and Prismatic Vista or something like that, then I can't really think of anything now. Mm.
1: So, yeah, it's probably probably just that. Yeah, I think we gotta we gotta just wait longer, for everything to settle. But man, like, it, Wizards just isn't letting that happen. And that's probably by design. But that's what I, I miss about Legacy. When you have those time periods where things have settled and you can start to, like, mildly innovate to gain an edge. Yeah. Rather than these Wild West times where, like, you, it's very hard to have an idea of what's going on.
0: Bro, it's, and it's so haymaker right now too, right? And Run Six sort of only adds to that with the the ability to get Wasteland locked as early as turn two, right? Yeah,
1: but, it's not it's not a very subtle play pattern.
0: No, not at all. It's I don't know, man. I, I'm not gonna say I'm scared yet, but it it is definitely like every deck has its haymakers now. So, yeah. So moving on, I guess, to more like a uh, spicier lists that we saw that didn't necessarily top 8 from the challenge. There were quite a few, man. There was a... Uh, so we, we just saw lands with 1 Ren. APS played lands with 4 Ren on the other other end of the spectrum. And that was 22nd. I believe this was the lowest 5-2 uh, in terms of breakers, but still a 5-2 with mm-hmm. 4 Ren in the deck. So that's probably just the other end of trying it out, right? I want to I want to draw this a lot and see how good it is.
1: Yeah, and what what was the card that ended up getting cut for that?
0: Uh, let me pull up the list. Hold
1: on. So there's two Punishing Fire.
0: So one Punishing Fire, yep.
1: Alright, so it looks like Sylvan Library, Punishing Fire, one Land are the three cards that separate the 8th place list from yeah this list yeah that looks right
0: Yep. all right yeah they still went with caracas though so i I guess just having the ren six you know it it rebuys land so maybe you need like one less fetch land
1: that that definitely makes sense to me
0: uh also we had uh whoop orc in 31st place with rug delver incorporating three ren in the main And two Force Negation in the sideboard. This is 31st place.
1: Whoop whoop. Also (laughs) we had um, we had like a straight up black blue changeling style ninja deck. Did you see this?
0: Yeah. uh, Jai Fly.
1: Yes. Kai Fly in 25th. Using Moth Dust Changeling.
0: Yeah. Is that the one from Modern Masters? It is wow
1: i so, mean it's a one drop right yep and getting in yeah i don't know
0: bro is this a uh is this like a 64 card deck or something how did they fit all these creatures they went to two aether vials two dazes
1: no it's 60 cards
0: yep Uh, Down to all the way down to eighteen lands with four wastelands. This is straight up like, rug Delver mana base, right?
1: It is.
0: (sighs) Yeah, it it just seems like that's a lot of cards, right? To play twenty four creatures in this deck,
1: especially creatures that have like, triggers that you want to be able to pay for uh, while interacting. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess everything just costs one or two because you're always ninjaing it. Yeah, but. I don't know. What do you Consigned think about two Ablidian Aether vial. Seems weird.
0: Two Aether vials really weird, too.
1: Yeah, Aether, two Aether vial and two Chromox seem like they didn't know which one they wanted. I guess Chromox is fine with redundant copies of Kiro, but I don't know.
0: Yeah, and I guess the other thing is, like, you don't want to draw two of either of them, I guess, but drawing one of each isn't the end of the world. It's true. So that could have been the logic there. I don't know. It's something I I don't think I've seen before. It's just another interesting thing about this challenge, man.
1: Yeah, Whoop. Whoop. Orc is doing it, though.
0: Yeah, and actually our our buddy uh, T-Bag Tom shipped me a a rug list that he was uh, at 1.40 with today that had two Ren 6 and two Force Negation in the main deck as well as actually a Magmatic Sinkhole. Do you know what that is?
1: I don't. What does it do? It's a card from the new
0: set that does, it's a 5 and a red to deal 5 damage to a creature or Planeswalker. But it has Delve, so it can be single red to do 5 damage to a creature or Planeswalker. It's a limited card. I never, ever thought about its implications for Constructed. But he wasn't playing any mandrels and he was playing Mission Briefing. So, I don't know, man. I, I spent some time thinking about it, and I guess it's better than Dismember if you're playing against Planeswalkers. But I'm definitely not sold on the card yet. I just thought it was an interesting clue from uh, Buddy Tom.
1: Yeah, I think anytime you have Delve on a spell, it makes it more playable than it would have been. <laughs> and yeah. 5 damage pretty much kills everything in Legacy that you would have been targeting. So, it, I mean, it could be solid. We don't need to worry about Dig Through Time and Treasure Cruise. And if you're not playing... Gurmag Angler, you don't really have another use for your graveyard.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm kind of disappointed not to see Echo the Eons in this challenge.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, we didn't see a lot of combo at all, did we? We saw I, some sneak and show. Yeah. And if you want to call Karn or Elves combo, no, I thanks. mean, that was it, right? We saw a bunch of fair, like Grixis, Blue-Red, Delver-ish decks. We saw a bunch of lands. There was a sneak and show. But, I mean, that, that's what we saw. We saw non-blue fair quite a bit. And blue whatever.
0: Yeah, pretty much. That, that's an accurate way to put it. And it seems like uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the draw engines have gone away, too. Because I think that's sort of the effect that Narsets having on the format, is people are looking for like atypical ways to draw cards now.
1: Yeah, it's hard to play a deck that relied on like four AK, one or two predict. Yeah, when you know that you could just be facing down Narset.
0: Exactly. Uh, another thing that I thought was interesting about this uh, this particular challenge, our buddy Stoneforge Mystic.
1: What I mean, it saw it saw playing a bunch of Death Taxes decks, a bunch of Maverick no blue stone blade decks exactly if that's what you're trying to say
0: no blue stone blade decks at all which has got to be the first time since sometime before syracuse i bet
1: yeah i mean i i can't remember when i said it but i had sort of moved away from it and if you are talking to like you and you and i about what we are excited about and, and who's playing what and we're both like, eh, on the Stoneblade side. It's probably not the right time for it.
0: Yeah, it really... It, it's just interesting how quickly it dried up, you know?
1: We had a lot of changes.
0: Yeah. I'm going through changes.
1: I got a little chubby. <laughs> uh,
0: also, uh, in 12th place, we had on Z D with uh, the Planeswalker-ish... Miracles deck with four uh, Prismatic Vista. So this was actually the only appearance for Prismatic Vista in this this, uh, challenge.
1: He's the only bougie player that has the bankroll to be able to afford them that quickly, right? Is that how it is?
0: That sounds like it could be uh, the truth, man.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: And two Force Negation main deck, which, you know, a lot of people that I've spoken to have liked it so far.
1: Well, you you're playing a deck that's obviously super favored in the late game. So playing extra copies of a card like that to provide redundancy when you know you have such a strong card draw planeswalker based mid mid-range game, seems like it makes sense to make sure that you get to cast your Teferi or Narset.
0: Dude, absolutely. I'm I'm on board with it. I I really like it. And Also, uh, two Vandillian clicks with no Caracas, we should mention. Because that's not something I saw a lot of, to to be honest, in the Miracles list when I was looking like two weeks ago. But it seems Mm -hmm. like it's really taken off now.
1: Yeah, I... (sighs) I'm just looking at the next thing that we're going to talk about. (sighs) What's that? Infect with Teferi. Oh, bro. Do you, if somebody was like, yo, like, a few weeks ago, was like, Ian, I have the hottest tech for you. It's Infect, Splash to Ferry." What would you think?
0: I 100% would have put it in the sideboard. I, I think it's a great idea, but I would not have thought of it as a main deck idea.
1: Oh. you
0: Why, you don't like it?
1: No, I just, I would have immediately been like no in my head (laughs) and tried to be nice to the person that was telling it to me but never would i have thought that that was something that would have worked
0: i mean it's pretty sweet right it's sort of like we were talking about a couple weeks ago with like a food chain or a learn or whatever being decks that could potentially play to fairy and being like these creature combo decks that if you can go on your turn unimpeded. You can often kill them on turn four or whatever. It's just you. You want to be able to play around. You know any sort of disruption, so you you draw the game out a little longer. This is actually the same kind of thing. I just hadn't thought about infect in that context because honestly, if the card was green, white, or green, blue, it would have immediately popped in my mind. But the fact that it's blue, white, and not green in the mana cost, it just never really like clicked for me that you could put this in infect.
1: Yeah, I just I I would have thought that it probably wasn't worth sort of diffusing the mana base, but man, it must feel great to be able to noble into Teferi, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm trying to noble into Ren Ren 6 right now too, so.
1: You don't need the noble.
0: I, I don't need it. I want it, bro. I got you. I want to go Grove Noble Hierarch in my blue black deck, you know. Ren and yep. 6.
1: Yeah. No, I I completely understand.
0: <laughs> it doesn't actually. It doesn't facilitate like the the turn two double wasteland, but just waste them and then get it back in your hand, so they know what's coming. I like that.
1: Well, I mean, you can if you have like Taiga, right? You can like Taiga Noble, Red and Six Wasteland, plus get Wasteland back.
0: On turn two, yeah. You know what I'm saying you can't double wasteland. Oh, okay. On, on yeah, turn yeah.
1: Two. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The the rest of you know it's kind of weird talking about the rest of this SCG con. Uh, obviously, it's awesome that our boy Robert Wilson top aided. It's awesome to see that uh, Harlan Fear made the top sixteen, and I think Brian Colville did too, whose list I jack last week. But these lists, you know, it it really feels like with Modern Horizons, this is this is almost like a dead format, right?
1: It, is, I mean it does, right? It's like all of these, all of these lists, even though they are two days old yep. from the time that we're recording, they're all just dead.
0: Yeah, it really sucks. And like there's stuff like like goblins is in this top eight, right? And it's it's straight mono red goblins. I'm not sure that they got anything from from uh I keep wanting to say War of the Spark Man, from Modern Horizons. But there are there are some cards, some goblin cards in like a green black or sorry, red black, for example, that I've seen people kicking around. So yeah,
1: there, there are a few kind of like fixed cards for modern that they reprinted that might see a splash into legacy. But I mean, you, you sort of slipped up when you said, I want to keep calling this war of the spark. And I think that I want to do the same thing because it seems like we haven't settled from war yet. And now we're getting all this stuff. It, like, obviously, it was a staggered release, but there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on.
0: Bro, and that's the thing. Like, the, the Legacy League, I would say, during the War of the Spark, uh, like, the League, the Legacy League time, like, April 24th to June 5th or whatever it was. During that time, there was probably an average of, I'd say, like, 360 active participants in the Legacy League. So, I don't know, maybe double that number or something and say 720 people bang on this format. I don't feel like we got anywhere near settled. It, like exactly what you just said, man. We're we're nowhere near settled, and we're already switching it up again. And I'm I'm kind of just wondering, like, is this legacy now? Like, is are we going to settle? And like, if the the spoilers for M twenty twenty or whatever start next week, let's say that there's a couple legacy cards in there, which is no guarantee. There might be zero or more likely, there's probably like one and a half, right? But we just might never really be in a settled metagame again because when are we going to have two big tournaments on back to back weekends?
1: Yeah, and even if the new M set doesn't have cards, they have a rules change, and then we have a Grand Prix. Yep. Right. So we have we have Star City Syracuse and Grand Prix Atlanta in September, and I think after that's going to be the first potential time that we can sort of settle down, but it's going to be a wild ride.
0: Yeah, dude, I I just really, I don't know what to expect, and it's like you said, like, kind of what's nice about it is knowing what legacy is and knowing what sort of small innovations you can pull from your bag of tricks to make your deck better for a specific format, but right now it just kind of feels like, Play a very powerful thing that is widely, you know, recognizing the the metagame. What you could face, like playing Force Negation or Angrath's Rampage, is another good example of a card that we've singled out as being good against, you know, both Karn and Narset, for example. But I'm really afraid of getting into this vintage space, you know, where it's it's like very defined, like like we're talking about Karn and Narset right now. Like the way that they would talk about, like, uh, you know, gush decks and shop decks or something in vintage. And that's the space I don't want to be in, you know?
1: Yeah, and I think it's it's nowhere near that level of saturation. But I, I understand the fear in getting to what you think is close to that.
0: Yeah, and it, it's cool because like this is we're looking at the goblins list right now, right? Like fact, just top aided. It is cool that all these decks have game and people are building them different ways and having success with them. That part of it is great. It's just the the potential to be playing past each other that worries me.
1: I agree. Hold on. Uh, did you just see our Discord? No. Okay, so we had one of our Patreons, one of our Patrons, so, at uh, post a conversation with Sorbo1. So, hold on.
0: Oh, Sourboon? Sorbo1. Yeah, the, the Moto player. Yeah. Wait, is this in the Salt channel?
1: No, this is in general. We got tagged in it. Oh. Uh. So, um... Sorbo one in a conversation with one of our patrons, who asked him if he's the star of Hercules, the legendary journey. <laughs> Sorbo one replied, "Indeed, I am. You have to watch my latest flicks. You have to search for Kevin Sorbo tribute on YouTube, and then that they bet you can't stop watching." Bro, is so it, here we go. Was it legend? What wait? What are we looking for? Who
0: who asked him the question? Was it a Legend?
1: It was. It was not. It was not Matt. Okay. It was another patron. Nice. And uh, I need to watch Kevin Sorbo tribute. Kevin Sorbo tribute.
0: After you finish Big Little Lies, right?
1: No, my wife is watching that.
0: You're not watching it. I figured you'd be making her watch it. I'm sorry, bro. Oh, this but, is in Spanish. That was a doubt
1: that no. had to heavy back. No, no no no. You know what? I'm seeing the movie, I don't care. But Chernobyl? Whew. Chernobyl. That's some great TV from from HBO. Spoiler I enjoyed alert. I enjoyed Chernobyl. Spoiler man. alert, it blows up.
0: Did it really blow up though, or did was it just like the roof?
1: Well, I mean it blew it blew up. It blew a hole through the roof. It did not completely explode and kill everybody in a 500 mile radius
0: yeah I'm just wondering you know whether we're going off the propaganda version or if we're going off the Russian version
1: well I mean the the propaganda version is that that nothing happened
0: Bro, the Russians are pissed about this Chernobyl movie
1: yeah fucking obviously (laughs) all right like imagine you you were responsible for like the biggest fuck up Ever, and people kept bringing it up you know what I'm saying like yeah. let's say that you like wastelanded a basic plane <laughs> on a camera match and everybody was like yo you really want to register wasteland in your deck with your history
0: yeah yeah that's fair I says those RBMK reactors man that's what I always say like they you know when you press the AZ5 button it's just not reliable
1: yep Especially when you when you skimp, and you use graphite at the end of your fuel rods. <laughs> All right, if I you fuck it anyway. The Chernobyl's problem is, good. I
0: I really don't know. I need Dan Carlin to make like a hardcore history on Chernobyl, so I actually know what's a fact about this situation because I don't
1: actually know.
0: Like, maybe the graphite part isn't true, or maybe so you know some other part isn't true. I've seen some like uh, Snopes quality like fact checking on it, but you know, I haven't really.
1: Talking into any of it. I understand. I have no idea whether or not it's true or not. I know it's vaguely based in what actually happened and it's really entertaining TV. Yeah. It was a good show, man. Yeah, also, kids kids TV. The movie. Story. Kids? I, I I found a new kids TV show that is like absolutely top tier. It's called Storybots, and it's on Netflix, and the first episode features Snoop Dogg, and I I love this show.
0: Do you remember the movie Kids though?
1: The movie Kids with yeah, Cat- I got Catastric? it's got the the kid on the skateboard with no legs. Yeah, that's not that's not the kids type of show that I was talking about.
0: What happened to Kids though? I thought they were gonna remake that.
1: Oh, were they actually? That movie was awful everybody saw it but like that that movie was a train wreck
0: bro i thought it was a great movie i was oh. like 10 though so i don't know
1: yeah i think all the movies that we watched from that time period when we were 10 11 12 13 were like oh that was a great movie and you watch it now and you're like what the fuck were we thinking
0: bro what are you talking about the movies back then were so much better than now like if you look at like the the movies that won awards then it'd be like you know Forest Gomp or whatever the fuck. Like they were, every year there was like good movies, right? Jurassic Park, which they, they they're still trying to remake. It's all these movies they're trying to remake now. I feel like that was a golden age that we, we lived through.
1: Alright, maybe. I mean we had like we had the beginning of the Quentin Tarantino movies. Yep, exactly. Which were all very good. But man, that was like that the sweet spot to that time frame was like like all of the the remakes of the 80s teen movies right? That's I feel like that's what that time frame is known for Really? Like what? Amer- American Pie and Can't Hardly Wait and all that garbage.
0: Those are remakes?
1: No but they were like they were like stripped down 80s teen movies redone 10 years later
0: Okay so right? Does Clueless count as one of them? Yeah Absolutely, I like clueless. Oh, so is there any other decks from this SCG con that you want to talk about, or no? Yeah, no. I feel like in in honor of of our buddy Robert Wilson, maybe we should read his deck list, though.
1: We should, but fifteenth place, burn, featuring four Blood Moon.
0: Yeah. What?
1: Four Goblin Rebel Master.
0: Yeah, this is this is just Stompy in mine. It is. Oh, okay.
1: It's absolutely just modern Stompy. Gotcha. Alright, anyway, let's read this decklist.
0: Four Delver Secrets, three Dreadhorde Arcanist, which I applaud, two young Pyromancer, three True Name Nemesis, and two Grimag Angler. I think this is a tight, tight creature suite. I, we love True Name, both of us. I might be on two True Name, but I think this is really tight. I, I really like this threat package. Up to 19 lands because there's a bad lands in this list. So it's your typical Delver, eight fetches, three underground seed, three volcanics, four wastelands, and then add on a bad lands. So 19 lands. Four Brainstorm, four Days, four Force of Will, four Lightning Bolt, four Ponder. And then there's one preordained, one forked bolt, and three thought as your your primary Arcanist targets that aren't cantrips.
1: I really like the Forked Bolt.
0: Me too. I'm a big fan of Forked Bolt. That's actually what I was thinking to, when we were talking about Dismember earlier. And in the sideboard to to leverage that, there are two power Blasts and uh, Fatal Push. And then this is like the double black, the, the typical Greeks of Stelver double black sideboard, where you've got uh, two Last Hopes, uh, Marsh Casualties, A Bitter Blossom, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, other, other than, other than Robert Wilson being awesome, there wasn't a ton from SNG Con that I was excited about.
0: I'm pretty sure that I heard it only drew 150 too, which is. I don't know what, like, what they did last year or whatever, but for a power event, that seemed kind of low, right?
1: Yeah, but, I mean, it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I've heard it's a
0: nightmare to get there from here.
1: Now, I haven't even, like, tried to, like, book travel or whatever, but it's, uh, yeah, it was a tough look.
0: I know my neighbor, Dave Firth Bard, went down there to play old school, and he said it was a nightmare getting there.
1: But How was, did he play in the team event? I I would have been most excited about going to that.
0: I don't know if he did, honestly. He was asking me to borrow workshops for the Thursday event. So like the Eternal Central event. I, I don't know if he had a team, honestly. I, I feel like I might have heard about it if he did, so I don't think he did. Okay. But yeah, that was pretty sweet, right? It was uh Vintage Legacy and Old School.
1: Yeah, it was. But yeah, that was pretty dope,
0: man. I, I really want to make it down there one of these one of these times. Do they have one like in the winter and summer?
1: i think that they have it coinciding with their invitational so yeah usually one right before christmas one in june so
0: traveling from boston to roanoke in december seems like a fucking nightmare though
1: yeah but i mean i feel yeah virginia probably doesn't really get slammed with snow though i feel like i roanoke have, I have is no like, idea about that do they like roanoke's What's like, their like, uh, like the
0: mountains right isn't that like west virginia basically
1: uh Roanoke, Kentucky. Kentucky. Bro, you're a, me look. you're
0: a bourbon guy now. You should know this shit. I feel like well, Roanoke no, is Scotch. Uh...
1: Scotch. Roanoke is pretty much West Virginia. Hmm.
0: West Virginia.
1: Rock- Ma- <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So on that, you got anything else you want to talk about? I'm like, I'm so cooked.
0: I just want to talk a little bit about carp, man. You know about carp?
1: Uh, Magikarp? Are we talking about the invasive fish? Yeah. Are we well, talking you, about the Pokemon? Wait, you know it's an
0: invasive fish, too. See, that's what Tom told me, too.
1: Yeah. It's just an invasive like species. Breaking, breaking through uh, the Great Lakes and Mississippi River. So Canada's trying to, like stop the invasive carps from getting into their (laughs) land
0: yeah you know about this interesting
1: i i do know about this they're called freedom carps and we've unleashed them on the world
0: bro i fucking hate carps so much like i was bass fishing this weekend and twice i almost snagged big fucking carp out of this lake and they're the most disgusting looking like catfish looking fat fucking bread eating fish
1: what do you got about fucking catfish? What's wrong with catfish?
0: Did you ever catch one?
1: No, I've never gone fishing. What the fuck,
0: <laughs> dude? I don't know whether to laugh or cry. Are you being serious?
1: I'm being one hundred percent serious. Why would I want to go fishing? You've never gone fishing? I've never gone. Well, maybe when I was a kid, but like as an adult,
0: it's one of the most fun, like, best things you could possibly do with your life.
1: I listen. Anyone, I choose. Bro? I choose to spend my time that I have free playing fucking Magic the Gathering,
0: <sighs> bro. You just you go out there, you know, no shirt, maybe you know, just your boxers or whatever. Just stand in the lake and cast your rod, your fishing rod. It's fucking beautiful, man. But unfortunately, once in a while, you snag a carp, and they're terrifying, man. Because I don't, I don't like getting those fuckers off a hook, man. They're they're too catfishy for me.
1: So you you go sit in a lake hoping to catch a fish and then get pissed when you catch this fish.
0: Well you're not really hoping to catch a fish. Like you're hoping to catch a big fish, but you're not hoping to catch any fish, you know? Like you don't want a small fish. That's just like bothering you. Or in this case too big of a fish. That's also just bothering you. It's a pain in the ass might ruin your lure, ruin your hook. It might swallow the fucking lore and kill itself and then you feel bad about it. But ultimately, man, it's just such a such a fun, wholesome thing to do. Fucking love fishing. But that's that's hick life, bro. That's why that's why you're here, right? The Hick Life.
1: See, I I'm not really exposed to Hick Life, and maybe maybe if you move to St. Louis we can you can pass off a little, a bit, a little bit of that country knowledge to me,
0: bro. I'll bring that country grammar down
1: there. If people want to get in touch with you, oh well, yeah, I could say to it. talk about the straight, <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> to wallow in misery with you about where you're going to end up on Wednesday. Where can they?
0: At in eighteen one twenty five on Twitter.
1: Now, are you going to post on Twitter when? When it happens, decision
0: twenty nineteen. Yeah, absolutely. all right.
1: Everybody follow Ian on Twitter at Ian eighteen one twenty five. Ian
0: eighteen one twenty five.
1: The cast, the cast is going to retweet it as well. That's dead format cast.
0: At, and if you want to email us, dead format cast at gmail.com If people want to get in touch with you because they want to take you fishing, how should they do that?
1: Man, I. You're going to have to book like years in advance if you want a fishing trip with Ian and I then first you have to email us and then we'll work things out.
0: Bro are people you gotta figure this shit out. You gotta you got a son who's soon gonna be a fishing age. You're right. You're gonna have to show him the ropes and you don't even have the fucking ropes yourself. You gotta figure You're right. you this know shit where, out
1: you know where I always wanted to go fishing? Martha's Vineyard. Oh, fuck you <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch Alright, that's a wrap